Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. title to what I want to say I'll just call it what to do while you're waiting what to do while you're waiting every time I come in the presence of God I I, I try to sense the atmosphere of the spirit that is in the house What to do while you're waiting. Turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. From verse 20. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. I'd like to read that in another um, translation. message translation says God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams he, he does it not by pushing us around but by working within us his spirit deeply and gently within us. Let me read God's word 
translation. It says, glory belongs to God whose power is at work in us. By this power, he can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Someone say, God can do. Say it out loud. God can do. Say it like you mean it. God can do anything. So the question is, why does it appear that God doesn't do anything as it were? God can do anything. So we, in our lives, there are some anything that we haven't seen God do or we haven't seen him done. So it appears that we ask the question, so if God can do anything, why hasn't he done this thing? God can do anything. There are four things that came to my heart. What to do while you're waiting for God to do? What to do? What do I do when I'm waiting for God to do what he says he can do by saying that he can do anything? So what do I do? It's, a, it's, a, it's an error and a mistake to think that the responsibility of our lives is not in our hands. It makes us feel helpless. When you feel that there is nothing I can do, it makes you feel helpless. God will be irresponsible to take away the responsibility of our lives from us. He will be an irresponsible God not to put within us what it takes to make us. It will be irresponsible. So most of the time, people think that, well, there's nothing I can do. That's the way it is. That's the way I found it. That's the way I met it. That's the way it is. That's the way we've seen it. That's the way it's appearing. So there's nothing I can do. So that's, that statement, there's nothing I can do, makes us feel helpless. In whatever situation we find ourselves and we can't get out, we conclude and, 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 and decide that um, there's nothing I can do. So if there's nothing I can do, that means people use the term, that's my lot. That's my faith. That's my own um, cross to carry because they feel there's nothing I can do. So, but we see a God that the Bible says he can do anything. And you and I as believers are a replica of that God. So if by his own nature, he can do something in whatever situation he finds himself, how then is it possible that you and I as a replica of God cannot do anything? How is it possible? So if we see a God that scripture says that he can do anything, he can do anything, then it, 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 it zeroes in on the fact that we also can do. 
And it's using on the fact that we are never helpless. And that we're never without help and without solution. So go back again to read Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. So he can do as God that he is. He can perform. He can, he can do all these things. But when it comes to us, we say we cannot do. We feel helpless. But we see our God who can do all these things. And he's able to do them exceedingly, abundantly, above, even more than what we ask or what we even think that we haven't even said. But he now says, according to the power that works in us. So it means that he has given us the ability and the power within us to work what he can do. It means that we have the capacity as believers to initiate what God can do through what works within us. So it means that God actually did not leave us without help or without solution. He left us a game changer. He left us something that we can do so that he can do what he can do. So I listed out four things that we can do while we're waiting for God to do what he can do. One of them is what we take for granted all the time. Pray. We take it for granted because, you know, when, when proof comes to shove, we, 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 we see believers in certain situations and you hear certain believers say, boy, leave that thing, this is not the time to pray. Or they'll tell you this is not a praying matter. There is no matter that is not a praying matter. There's none. You say, ah, oh, leave that church thing, this is not church now, this is not Bible now. We are facing reality. Is Bible not reality? Is prayer not reality? It shows where our heart is, really. He said, no, leave that in. Ah, no, 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 no. Let's forget all that church, church, church sin. This one a life matter now. This one a... It's... The Bible is life. Christianity is life. Church is life. It shows where our heart is. So, when we find ourselves in certain spots, and certain, you know, junction, we, 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 we just say that, you know what? It's not prayer. But you and I know from scripture that men ought always to what? Pray. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. So there is nothing that is outside prayer. Nothing at all. It is when we don't have the heart for it that we feel like prayer cannot solve it. No. When we pray, we are humbling ourselves before God. Whatever the situation, the moment we come to pray, it's a communication with God. We are saying that, look, I'm seeking your guidance. I'm seeking your, your, your help. And prayer doesn't really have to be, oh, okay, I must be there for 30 minutes or, or, or an hour or 20 minutes. No, 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 no. 
the mere shutting of the eyes and saying, Lord God, I need your help. One of most of my, of my greatest prayers that I've ever prayed is, God help me. Just that, that simple one. When I cannot pray and I'm burdened so much with, with something, I just go on my knees and I say, Lord, I need your help. That is prayer enough. But for me to completely neglect God, let me show you what happened to the people that, that neglected God. Romans chapter, chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Let's read from verse 19. It says, Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God to an image made like corruptible man, and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. It says, Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Look at verse 26. It says, For this reason God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use words against them. What he was saying in essence is that God has made himself available for us to see so by the things that are made when we look at those things we see God so that there is nobody that is uh, without excuse nobody has an excuse so we cannot see God that way so because we can't see God what happened we changed the image of God into something else so we cannot retain God in our knowledge in our understanding so we change it into something else so when people cannot pray, cannot come to God, they begin to look for other means and other solutions. But the first thing you and I need to do, prayer is humbling. It, it, it humbles you. You cannot over pray. You cannot. Whatever the situation is, you can't get to a point and say, you know what, I've prayed enough. There are different kinds of prayer. There's prayer of thanksgiving. When you have, when there's prayer of authority, there's a, there's a prayer of, of supplication, all kinds of prayer. That's what the Bible, that Bible teaches us. It says pray with all kinds of prayer and supplications, making your request known to God. So when you have bound and I bind, I lose and all that, you come again and say, I thank you, Lord. It's a kind of prayer. You, when you have said, Lord, I thank you over the situation, you, you come again and say, Lord, I just worship you. And you sing psalms and hymns and songs. You are communicating but never get to the point where you say, you know what, I'm done with this prayer thing. I'm going to try to solve it myself. That's what happened to them in Romans here. 
they tried to go solve it themselves and then the Bible says that God gave them up to vile affections vile passions to do things that are not convenient because why? they did not retain God in their knowledge that's, that's the only thing they didn't retain God in their knowledge they felt that we can do it ourselves so we never get to that point the second thing is that you expect you expect you know after we have we, we feel like we have prayed enough we don't expect expectation is is key to receiving expectation you when you find someone who is expecting something his his neck is stretched out his neck is stretched out someone who is expectant the Bible says that good will come to that person when you're expecting. So if, if he is believing God for, for a mobile phone and I'm pacing all around with this mobile phone. I'm pacing all around with this mobile phone. And I'm stretching it like this. Because he's expecting, his hand is stretched out. He's expecting. His hand is stretched out. I'm pacing all around with a mobile phone. I'm pacing around. I come past him again. His hand is still stretched out. He's expecting. But the one who is not expecting will probably just sit down. So, if I never had the intention to give out the mobile phone, because of his expectation, I can give it to him. So that's what the Bible says. Those who are expectant, good comes to them. So never, please say thank you. So never get to the point where you are no longer expecting. Your expectation draws things to you. No matter how, how low the situation may be, always expect. Always expect. It, 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 um, it gives you hope. And hope brings faith. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews. Go there. Hebrews. to God. Hebrews 11. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. That's the living translation. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. We cannot see. King James says the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen not seen. He said it is through this that the elders obtained a good report, a good testimony. There is that, that expectation has to be there. Even after you pray, you expect. You expect good to come to you. And then the third thing is that you think. You think. You know, many a times we, we feel that if, if we have, after prayer, you know, prayer is not a substitute for thinking. Prayer is not a substitute. So, most times you hear believers say things like, um, I've prayed about it. I've prayed about it. After you have prayed and you are expecting, sit down, pen and paper, think. 
if you are thinking and you don't have pen and paper before you or something to write or take notes you have not started thinking you are just wishing and dreaming your thoughts on paper is creative thoughts your thoughts on something to write on to put down on is creative thought. Is it write the vision and what make it plain? Make it plain. So that when you read, you will know how to run. So after we have prayed, we are expecting, then we now take time to begin to think. To think. God thinks. The Bible says, uh, Jeremiah 29 11, it said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are what? Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. To give you a hope and a future. So if you're not expecting something, what do you want to get when you're not expecting something? And then if you have not prayed, how do you want to have hope and trust in God? How? So when you begin to think on paper, Put the thoughts. Sometimes we think that our thoughts are foolish. So we cannot. If you see, when, when I'm thinking, if you see the things I write, sometimes they don't make sense. That's how thoughts form. It starts by not making sense. You just, you put it down. There's a reason it came to. And don't try to store things in your head and say, I'll remember. No. Free your mind. Free your put things down don't ah, um, this thing I used to have a boss who each time he calls me each time he calls me to his office or he calls me for something I must have a pen and paper I must have a pen and paper if I don't have a pen and paper he will tell me are you saying that I am foolish that you are wiser than I am and you can remember the things that I am saying without writing them down so I learned from that. It got, it got to a point where I had to put a recording device on my phone. So that anytime he, he, he calls me or I, I, I need to get certain things done, maybe I'm talking to someone over the phone. I don't try to remember everything. I just put the recording on and tell the thing to start recording because I know that what he's saying, I might need to go back to it again. So I'm driving, I have my earpiece on, I just program the thing that anytime I get this call, record it. So it just records it automatically. And, and, and my boss is talking and said, okay, so we need to do it. I don't tell him, sir, excuse me, I'm driving right now, can you come back later? No, I never do that. It just records the thing straight away. And it tells me, I hope you are taking notes. I say, yes, sir. And that's it. Dr. K called me um, 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 yesterday to, to give me some assignments to do and stuff like that. And that's the way. Immediately he calls. Anytime he calls, my recording mode or how will I call it? My note-taking mode enters straight away. Because whatever he's saying is important. So I'm taking notes, I'm putting it down. So I go back again and I begin to think through what I have written down. So I pray, I expect, and then I begin to think. In the process of my thinking, I do the fourth thing. I begin to write out my action points. When you pray, 
and you are expectant and you are thinking action must follow if action does not follow you have not done anything you've only wasted time you've only wasted. the action might be as small as go somewhere by 2 p.m. The action might be as small as send this person a text. The action could be as small as give this person a call. But your thought process and everything that you have gone through over that situation must have action points. If it doesn't have action points, it's going nowhere. So while you are doing all that, while you are doing all that, God is doing. According to the power that works within us. So while we are doing all that, God is doing. He has his own part. We have our own part. So while we are waiting for God to do something, he's actually waiting for us to do something. Because the power is the power that works within us. So he has put that power in us. That ability he has put it in us. So we do certain things. We do them. We do them gradually, gradually. We don't just leave the whole thing and say, you know what? I'm waiting on God. No. Yes, we wait on God. But there are certain things that we do. Glory to God. run out of time but just take this one you know the Bible says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters anything that is null and void if it needs to have life the life has to come from the spirit never neglect the place of the spirit there is nothing that can happen to any human being that is as void as the earth and darkness was upon the face of the deep but first the spirit moved over the face of the waters if earth could be changed and transformed beginning by the spirit of God moving over the face of God. There's nothing that is happening to anybody that prayer cannot handle or the spirit of God cannot handle. Stand to your feet. Ephesians 3.20 to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us there is a power and work in you and I that God uses to do the things able to do. So lift up your hands to heaven this evening. 
Whatever you're waiting on God for, I want you to change your perspective tonight and ask the Lord, help me to activate the power within me. As, as power as it were like that or something mystic or something mysterious no it could just be a thought it could just be an action plan that you need to carry out and these four things that I've laid out pray expect think and take action if you would critically look at them you find out that really and truly you have the power to change the circumstances around you while you're expecting God to do, you're waiting on God to do, you have that power to change certain things. So talk to your father. Help me to activate the power within. Just a few more minutes. Just say, Lord, help me to activate the power within. me to activate the power within it will do no good to you and God if if Christianity is not helping you if your, your, your relationship with God is not helping you, is not fruitful the Bible says in Ecclesiastes it says the labor of the foolish wearies every one of them because they don't know how to go into the city. Most times God is not, if I, if all of the time, God is not the problem. Is that we don't know how to activate the things that he has empowered us with. We don't know how to, to engage the things that he has, he has given to us, the resources. The resources. We don't know how to engage those resources. So just talk to God tonight. It's still the help of God you need. The other part of, of, of Ephesians, the earlier part, was talking about God giving us wisdom. The eyes of our understanding opening to know certain things, to see certain things. And we know from scripture, there are certain times that certain people in scripture could not understand uh, uh, what's happening, but God opened their understanding. So it, it still falls back to God. It's still, so you cannot escape him out of it. You cannot. He's still the center of everything. He's still the center. I don't know why people just feel like uh, their life can be without God and they, they will move forward. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. You can have a temporary relief experience. And when I mean temporary, it can, it can be as temporary as 10 years or 20 years. It can be as temporary as that. So you don't envy people and say, I've known this guy for 10 years. He doesn't know God, but he, he, he's, been, he's been flying all over the world. 10 years is temporary. Ask Adam. The day God told him, he said, the day you eat of this food, you will die. And he was enjoying up to 200, 300, 400 years old. And he died at 900 and something. In the eyes of God, he had failed at that point. Because the plan of God for his life was not 900. It was for him to live forever. For, for him to live forever. So he began to die. 
So the moment we disengage from God, we begin to die. We may enjoy the next day, but death has set in already. So we cannot take him out of the equation whatsoever. And if you have in your mind taking God out of the equation of your life, just repent today and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I bring you back in the equation of my life. I cannot do it without you. I cannot do it by myself. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Oh, just take a moment and just thank you. International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.